Hello, everyone. Carrie Beck here with Family eBiz, where we try to help you scale your business, take it to the next level. We are right now in the middle of a series to help you prepare for the next year. This is December 2023. I don't know when you're listening to this, but a lot of you are thinking, I've got to get ready for 2024. I've got a plan. You've got that up in your head, but you don't really know how to do that or what you are going to do. Today, what I want to do is talk to you about how you can find more time to spend with your family or even things that you want to do yourself in 2024, because I'm going to share some tools that will save you some time. The problem is we have the flexibility that you and I have because we have an online business. So last week, we did talk about business planning. And how you should, I personally think through the month of December, should take time off with your family. If you can't take time off to do the reason that you have an online business, what's the point anyway? Two of my goals for December is to plan for 2024 and to enjoy my family and enjoy my friends. I had people over last night. I spent half the day getting ready and having fun. I've got different events this particular week that I'm recording this. And so that is the point for having my own business is to be able to actually enjoy um, the things around me and the people in my life. Um, it can be dry plotting, I understand, but there are tools that can save you time in 2024 so that you can enjoy more time with your family. What would you do? Let's just say these tools could save five hours a week. And it is possible. We're going to talk about these ideas this week and next week. What would your life look like if you could save yourself five hours a week? That's an hour a day if you work. And maybe maybe only work two hours a day. And so these classes are not sitting there straight. Um, so let's talk about it. First, count, first tool that I'm going to, let's see, one, two, three, four, about five of them. Tool number one, Google Calendar. I Google Calendar pretty much everything. If you've never used Google Calendar, it is a free tool. You need a Gmail account or a Google account. And all you need to do is you can start to put things in the calendar. You can color code them. So I have a color code for family ebiz. I have a color code for how to homeschool my child. When I see that color, I know what that hour or 30 minutes or five hours or whatever, how I'm going to be spending it. I also have a personal color. I have a prayer color because there are timers that go off for me to stop and pray. So I use it for pretty much everything, lots of things. So that is an easy, simple way to start to get organized on a regular basis. Now, before I go any further, I want to tell you something. I think it is very, very important that as you think through these tools, you need to think about how do you think, okay? How do you think? And then choose a tool that matches the way that you think as well. So maybe a color-coded calendar with checklists that you can check off would be just the thing. One thing that I would encourage you with your Google Calendar is look at it at the end of the day and see what do I have tomorrow? Because, you know, to be honest, sometimes I put an appointment on my calendar and it's two months away and I've completely forgotten about it. So I try in the evening to make sure that I know what I need to get done the next day, especially outside the house appointments. So I will do that. The other thing I will use it for, sometimes I'll look at it again at the beginning of the day just to make sure I've remembered correctly because sometimes I think it's at three and it was really at one. So I just try to get that all in my head and maybe if I need to set an alarm, I will. 
So that's one thing, Google Calendar. Number two is Trello or something like it, like Asana, something that you can organize your projects and your tasks. Even if you are a solopreneur like me, you may not be running a huge team. It just may be me, myself, and I, you, yourself, and you. That is it. Well, there's still some things you can use this for. For me, I keep my to-do list on there. And you can um, set up what we call a card. In that card, you can have a checklist. So I have a checklist for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And when I think of a task, I can type it in and move it to the day. I can even rearrange each day so they are in the order that I know I need to get done. How do I use these things? At the end of the day or when I get a task done, I either check it off or delete it if I'm not going to be doing that anymore. I also, at the end of the day, can look and go, okay, I'm recording this on a Tuesday. I can look at Wednesdays this afternoon and go, okay, what is on my list from Tuesday that I didn't get done that needs to be done from tomorrow? And I just slide it on down. You just move it. It's super easy. If I can do it, anyone can do it. Then I look at all of those tests on Wednesday and I just arrange them in the order I need to do them. And in the morning, I do not waste. There are times I've wasted 30 minutes in the morning just trying to get all my tasks in order of what I need to do. That's 30 minutes saved right there because at the end of the day, I have a better idea and a better feel for where I am in my projects. And so it's a lot better to do it at the end of the day. Another thing you can do are SOPs. What's an SOP? Standard operating procedures. And you're like, why do I need that? It's just me, myself, and I. I'm going to tell you there are some reasons. Believe it or not, yep, even if you're a solopreneur. Because I'll be honest, there are times I forget the steps or I forget where that link is or whatever. And so I actually use Trello for those as well. I have a social media. I have a new blog post. Um, checklist. And it helps me remember what needs to be done when I have a new blog post. Another one I use is for bookkeeping. I don't reconcile my Stripe account every week. It's usually once a month. And I can't remember where is that report I use to actually reconcile the bank statement and make it go with QuickBooks. I hope y'all are doing bookkeeping. But that is another thing that I may include. I do two annual events. And I may forget, like right now, we're in the midst of preparing for Life Skills Leadership Summit. And so I have to think about this. And I'm like, I may have forgotten what I did last year in December. So I have a checklist for those things as well. And I think that's it. Social share plans, launches, all of those. Some launches I only do once a year. And so it's nice to have those lists, those checklists. So when should you start writing SOPs? I believe standard operating procedures is right now, even before you get a virtual assistant, a BA, you will be more organized and better prepared to use them. And you won't be trying to run around and write them all down after you've already paid for that virtual assistant. How would I get started? I would look at what are my promotions in January, and then I would write an SOP for each of those promotions. All right, for me, I'm in the midst of Life Skills Leadership Summit at the time and doing interviews. And so we have a checklist or a standard operating procedure. If I'm interviewing a speaker for this event, here are the things that need to be done. We need a Zoom thing. We need email reminders. We need their, um, their logo. We need their URLs if they have a handout. We need all of that. And it's got a list of everything we need to do.
And then the next year it's wash, rinse, and repeat. I don't have to come up with it all over again. Your marketing will go more smoothly if you have standard operating procedures. Google Calendar, Trello, or something like it. The Brain or Miro. This is a mind mapping type um, software. If you're not sure what mind mapping is, I should have brought a pen, but I didn't. You have the center, and this is your topic. And you think of, and let's just say, what was I working on? Say, okay, blog post for Q1. And I may say, oh, I'm going to do some planning organization ones. So I put planning and organizing or self-care here or February holidays here. And then from each one of them, I can have ideas for each of those topics. But I may think Valentine's before I think of planning and organization in the end, I'm going to do these in January and these in February, but with a mind map, it doesn't matter what order they come to your head. You just pop it wherever it goes. Then you can go through and come up with an outline. There are free versions of the brain or marrow. These are in your show notes, wherever you're listening to it. What are some things that you could use mind mapping for? Blog posts for Q1. Of course, creation. Maybe you are going to um, make a planning and organizing your homeschool or a planning and organizing your kitchen. You're going to make a course for that. And as you do that, you've got all these ideas. So you just pop them wherever they are, and then you can organize them into subcategories. Maybe you're going to come up with your podcast topics, um, map out all of 2024 by month. You know, yesterday, um, the last time I was doing this, I was showing you my promotion calendar, which is on a post-it. If I really want to flesh it out, I can put on a mind map. Projects that you're working on. One project, like I'm working on Facebook ads right now. I could take the different things like the tripwire and the sales page and the landing page and the images and the call to action and the ad, all those things. And I can make a mind map for that. And it's just easier to be able to get organized. So Google Calendar, Trello or Project Management, the Brain or Miro for mind mapping, AI and chat GPT, same types of things you can do. Um, blog posts, podcasts, weekly content ideas. So maybe you want to write a blog post or a podcast or however you do your weekly content, Facebook Live, whatever. But you want four of them in January on self-care, taking care of yourself in 2024. And so I would go to ChatGPT and I would tell them who my audience is. And then I would say, um, I am working with young moms, moms of young children. And please give me, I wouldn't ask for four. I would ask for 10, more than you need. Give me 10 blog post titles uh, that would help a mom take care of herself. And then if there's certain, I don't know, maybe if you specifically nutrition or exercise or health or sleep or whatever, or it could just be general and it'll pop it out. If you don't, if you like one of them, you may take that one and then say, hey, give me five points for this uh, blog post and it'll give you five points. Would I just copy and paste all that and put it in a blog post? No, but it is the framework and it will save you. To, it has saved me so much time because I another thing I do is if I have a blog post and I just need one more point, just one more point out of a five point blog post or podcast, I will go to ChatGPT and I will say, um, please give me three specific points on how to homeschool during the holidays. And then they may give me those and then I can just pick the one I want. Usually it'll be a subtitle and one or two sentences. And it done, it isn't written in my wording. 
but I can take it and change it into my words. That has saved me tremendous amounts of time. So that would be ChatGPT, Google Calendar, Trello Project Management, the Brain or Mural for Mind Mapping, AI ChatGPT just for getting ideas for your content. And then the last one, your favorite thing, data. The best decisions you can make for 2024 or any time in your business are ones that are based on data. How are you, if you are just saying, oh, I think we made a lot of sales on this, or I think that free, that lead magnet was the best one we used. I'll work on that. That is not the way you make business decisions. You need to go to data. Right now, if you don't do anything else today, and you need, if you don't have Google Analytics on your website, go and install Google Analytics right now. You may not use it this week. You may use it in three, six, 12 months. But if you will install it now, it will begin to collect historical data so that maybe you get through the next two or three months and you want to see what were my, which pages had the most traffic. You can go and there's actual data. Which pages converted? Whether that is a lead magnet conversion, whether that is a sale, there's lots of different kinds of conversion. Which one had the best conversion and the, which ones had the worst? And get rid of the ones, either look at why they aren't. Maybe there's middle of the road ones and you just need to improve it. But if there's some with zero and it's been going on for three or six months, just quit. That will save you time. You don't need to mess with that. I have gotten rid of probably... I don't know, six to eight promotions a year based on data, based on my affiliate income. Which ones are drawing the best revenue for me? Google Analytics is free, so just install it. The other thing I would recommend is Google Search Console. That will show you how people are finding you. You may not have a podcast or a blog post or a live video or whatever on that topic. And if that's how they're finding you, then you need to produce some more content in that area. Install both of those now. Get them set up because... You're going to discover what is working and what is not working. How are people finding you? Which pages convert the best? Stop spending time on those that don't convert and spend more time on those that do convert or that sell. So that's what you want to do with Google Analytics. In the show notes, I will have a link to Google Analytics course for beginners if you've never used it, and that can help you get started. The other data I would recommend is email data. This is provided by your email service provider. And the, at the very least, you should be looking for open rates. How, how many people are opening? What percentages? CTR, which is click-through rates. How many of them are opening and then clicking your links in there? And then you take that information and you see which emails are doing the best. And then those are the ones that we want to um, to improve or use again or figure out ways that we can make them even better. So open rates, I would highly at least 20%. Right now, my open rates generally are 30 to 50%. My click-through rates are around 1%, meaning let's just say I had um, 100 people open that email. And yeah, one, one of them clicked, that isn't very good. It's about right because they usually have a thousand and out of a thousand, I may have 10, 20 people that will actually click on it. It's not out of the total number of subscribers. It's the people that have opened it. Now, to help you improve your open rates, I think it's important that you use good subject lines. 
And so how can you do that? One of the things I'm going to offer just in this podcast alone for those that are listening is my ebook, 37 Best Subject Lines. And you may actually get it for free. Look in the show notes. There is a link to a special page where you can get it for free. So these are tools that if you can know what the best subject lines are, you can like just pick one out and do it instead of spending 20 minutes coming up with a subject line. If you have data that shows why, where people are coming from, you don't have to waste your time on um, writing blog posts or doing podcasts and live video that doesn't work. You want to use the ones that convert. And so that's what we're, that's why we're offering this. So we have Google Calendar, Trello or Project Management System, the Brain or Miro for mind mapping, AI Chat GPT for coming up with ideas to flesh your uh, content out, and then data. Where are you getting your data? Those are all tools that can help you save time. Again, find the one that meshes with your brain and be able to see which one goes along with the way you think. Now, I've got a whole nother section in our next podcast. I'd be sure to come come see me on that and listen to that because I truly believe this will save you even more time. It saves me about 10 hours a week. So see me back on there. I'm Carrie Beck with Family eBiz. We'll talk to you next time.